Are you guys ready for your second heaving load of the you need to know this week? Because I hope you are, because we're ready for it. There's been questions being asked on the app. We have picked another question, and we're ready to dish some out. So what was that question? Yeah, and we get actually get this question fairly often uh, throughout. It happens all the time during the growing season. Uh, this one comes out of Fargo, North Dakota, and it is about spraying fungicide on wheat uh, with a ground rig. And the question uh, that didn't say in here, but we're going to assume that because uh, this question will go in talking about width of tires, that this is around that head scab application timing. Uh, and that was kind of how a, I picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't say, but you're, you're not going to ask that question if it's a five leaf application or right. you probably would if it was boot stage or flag leaf, but so you got uh, 14 inch tires, you got 120 foot booms. Uh, they're calculating, they're running down about 2% of the crop. Did some math on a 60 bushel crop. The main question is, is ground application of fungicide far superior than an air application? And that's kind of the idea that they've had in the past because of the gallons breaker and hitting the target. But they're just looking at price of wheat, the amount of crop that will get tracked down. And they just don't like that. So that's that's the question. Essentially, if I'm spraying fungicide on wheat and I'm set up to do it by ground and my tires are set up on 14s and I don't want to run over a 30 inch, do I go with a plane or do I stick with the ground rig? Which one's better? In fact, I've had that asked twice already. Uh, already this year, we're only in the February. Right. It so. it does it does get asked a lot in spring wheat country for sure, and I'm sure it yeah. gets asked other places too. But um, yeah, that, that seems to be one that gets asked every year. It just, you, you go through the motions on that and they're picking really just, they're they're trying to measure what they know, right? They're yeah. knowing that they run so much space over with the tire. They know what their proven yield is and, and they know what the assumed crop loss would be if you run over that amount of area with the tire. But there's, there's so much more when you're making a fungicide application decision that if you're, you're you're tripping over some pretty small details, in my opinion, over a much bigger input decision yeah. on on this deal. Because uh, first, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll still stick on the the whole you've done the math and gone through this because this is a good exercise to go through. Is there really a hundred percent loss on those tire tracks? I would I would venture to say there's not. No, it it's only partial, and so the percentage. Well, I guess that depends on the conditions in the field. And did you have snouts on? on your wheels in the front to, to kind of partition out crop. So you were running over less. I mean, there's, there's a few factors there, but I would say that you're probably closer to half run yeah. over than what you assume you're running over with just the measured wire or tire width. Yeah. If you get snouts on there, uh, just from what I've seen out. So sampling when those, when those fields of wheat are that, that come off, it's, it's not that big a loss. You're not losing all of that. You're probably retaining you're getting sixty percent of it, you know, on the straightaway, mm-hmm. uh, on the cor- on the corners where you got you're taking a turn. You, there's definitely there's more stuff that gets run over because that tire uh, flattens out some of that stuff. But um, if you're if you catch it right uh, with the combine, it picks up quite a bit of it. So I I know where people are sitting on that. They think, well, this is the planes a zero, and we're at two percent. This is what are we we are averaging for yields. This is what the price of wheat is. Oof, it's probably something we should look at doing. But it's uh, and it depends what you're used to. I think too. So if you've done primarily all ground application, you're going to be biased that way. 
And if you've done a mix of both, I think you're a little more open to it. And for me, I, I personally on our farm, my brother's farm, uh, we work with a pilot that's just outstanding. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the whole deal with this is who's ever running the equipment for the situation. Because you can argue poor pilots, good pilots, poor ground, bad, good people running on the ground. And you can't necessarily make up some of that with just the that's, fact that it's that, water that's volume, a you know. Great point to bring up there. Um, so just differentiating is ground superior to air? I might just jump and say no. They're in in a fungicide sense. I would say that they're very much equals. I don't think that air is better than ground, and I don't think ground is better than air. I, I think they're equals, and you can have an aerial applicator that tries to cut corners and runs too little water volume on too hot and dry of a day. But typically, if you're doing fungicide, you probably don't have the problem with it being too dry. It's probably just a too windy, whatever the reason may be. They, they There could be things that if they're not... The big thing with aerial app, to my understanding, is they have to calibrate for their operating speed at their water volume with the nozzles they use. And so if you push a pilot where they're trying to cut corners and get more out of a tank and they got to travel faster and and they're using less water volume, then maybe that's not what they're calibrated for. And so you could have a poor application, just like someone on a ground rig that decides they're going to travel, you know, in the low 20 miles per hour, you know, whatever is right under road gear and have their boom tips hanging 10 feet in the air on a windy day. And, and are you really getting that, that sprayed where you need it to go? So, I mean, there's, there's ways to make bad apps too. And so it's, it's more in the operator, my opinion, than it is anything. Yeah. And, and I, I find that if Ariel, uh, if you're into a big head scab scenario, which that is still the only fungus that has destroyed crops in my career has been fusarium heblite, just devastating. So people pay a lot of attention to it. And anyway, it is um, if you're if you're a pilot and you're in that situation, you probably get behind. And sometimes you end up applying at times of the day you probably don't want to. That's where things can kind of get a little sideways. But I've seen I've seen ground rigs where they're out applying it and they've got too low a water volume. They're using a, a ultra low drift coarse droplet. They yep. got booms way too high. They're the same thing. They're behind and they want to hit that little narrow window that you feel comfortable with doing because you ended up seeding everything in a short period of window. So you can, it can happen there too. I, I would say it comes back to if you've got a good aerial applicator in your area and you trust them, 100% I'd pick those guys every time. Just because when you're talking like, again, you didn't specify that this is fusarium head blight, but we're going to assume this is the case. Yep. And time is of the essence. So it's all about a very small window to try to get when those anthers are pollinating, just coming out of the glooms on, on a head of wheat. And so you've got a small window to try to protect before you'd see fusarium infection. Now you can spray late, but you're really protecting from more of a vomitoxin uh, dawn issue uh-huh. then you are a yield saving issue and so you you still want to focus that application really in this tight like five to seven day window and so logistically how much can you get done with your ground rig and and you look and a, and a good pilot they can get probably 
3x, if not more, done in a day. And when those pilots go, it's not usually just one pilot. They probably got two, three, four planes going. And so yeah. they can they can really hammer out acres when they come and do it. Yeah. I've worked at an airport during the uh, scab and midge uh, heyday of the mid-90s. And uh, I tell you what, if you ever get that opportunity, it's really fun because uh, they're, they're a fun bunch of people to be around. Uh, it's very early on uh, the mornings. It was nothing, you know, to be there at four o'clock, getting everything fired up uh, and getting set up and being ready to spray. And you were generally done by 10. And then you hit her in the evening again. It was like, it was insane the amount of acres that you could get covered in a day. And they're generally flying those that stable air. And you, you they're, they're using mother nature to their advantage too, where they're using the dew of the previous uh, coming into the evening. And that's the carryover in the morning to their advantage. But uh, it is, I, 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 I just tell people, who do you work with? Are you, are you guys doing it? Uh, so if, I'll, I'll use this example. If I'm out spraying and a ground rig, how many people stop and watch versus a plane? Oh, probably nobody, but everyone <laughs> stops to watch the plane. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's, uh, it, it's just a unique, uh, exp- uh, thing in ag, I think is people that have that talent set that they can, they got to watch out for so many different things. And then you also have to just do the, uh, as good a job as you possibly can. So, uh, they're, and, and they're, and they're doing it because it's not, uh, those, those machines, you got to have help. You got to have help for your turnaround time, uh, your fill. It's expensive to fly. It's expensive to turn the prop on, expensive to fill up, all that stuff. They're and these gonna... aerial applicators don't screw around. They're not They're not just a, hey, we own a sprayer uh, just to get some done because it's easy money. That's definitely not what they're doing. A lot of these aerial applicators volunteer to certify themselves under a different standard that most people with ground rigs will never do. Uh, and to pattern test and to assure that what they're actually applying is is truly applying in the pattern and to adjust. And uh, most of these pilots do this at least once a year, if not twice, when, when they do this. And so I have the utmost trust in the 99% of pilots that are doing aerial fungicide applications that they can do a better job than most. But, but you know, if, you got, if you're running a ground ring, it's the same thing. You just got to be set up to do it. So that you're gonna you're gonna uh, not have a high boom set. You're probably gonna bring that speed down. You're gonna have a, a certain droplet size. It's a, it's the same concept. It's just that you're running the different speed with a different boom, a different delivery system. And so you know, for me, I I the thing that I run into is like, can we just get it done? However, in the right window using the preferred product. That's that's what I worry about as an agronomist. I and then if you know who's the excellent people doing it by ground same by air that's why i want to do it i don't that's who we need to do it because otherwise mm-hmm. you miss that boy you're in you're in trouble with uh just bushels gone quality all that type of stuff yep so quality of application but logistics plays a huge part into this can you physically get to your acres done within that window is the ground fit is the weather yep. fit an airplane can squeeze in during super early hours, late hours, when the wind lays down, uh, when the fields are too wet, when you're fun deciding, generally that's the case, when it's really, really important, and, and the airplane can just logistically get more done, and they do a lot to pattern test. They do a good job. As an agronomist, you go, hey, we got a narrow window, we got to get it done right, and, and here's when we're going to do it. 
Yeah, and usually the plane fits the bill better. I've pattern tested airplanes. It's an all-day event. It's there's it's it's tedious. <laughs> uh, but again, I don't I don't think the question you know if the question's asking is one superior to the other. Uh, pick your day, pick your person in there. You can make it look superior one way or the other, depending upon some factors. So just pay attention. So that's, maybe that's a non-answer, but those are the things you have to, I think, consider. I, that's me. It's, it's a great question. And and there's been some great answers on this too. Um, But, but it all comes down to, is one superior over the other? No, you can have really good operators on both sides. You can have really bad operators on both sides. So you don't compare them that way. I think your biggest focus is, is logistically, can you get it done in the right amount of time to make the right impact on yield? That's, yep. that should be your deciding factor right there. Yeah. Your loss about not doing this at the right time, uh, in, in the, in the best way possible is way more than those tracks are ever, you're going to worry about those tracks. Bingo. That's, yep. that's minor. And it really is. So exactly. And that folks is the <laughs> you need to know this week. You're welcome for that second heaping. We'll see you <laughs> next week. <laughs> Pilot on. <laughs> <laughs>